The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just a place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered. For all your gift, school, and snack, blazer-branded clothes needed. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, James Fay. In the name of this podcast, Sidelined, and receive 10% off your purchase off of any Hood Brandon merch. Thank you for listening, and let's get into the show. Welcome to Sideline. I'm your host, James Fay, bringing you a podcast about injured athletes who want to share their story and the mental battle they experience trying to get back on the field. Each week, I will invite different athletes, parents, coaches, trainers, and therapists to the show for conversation about their perspective and what it takes to recover from a serious injury. I hope that as you listen to these stories, you can relate to them in some way so you don't feel alone battling back from injury yourself. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Sideline. My name is James Fay. And joining me today from Hood College Baseball is Tyler Cooney. Tyler, thank you for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Tyler, you've brought your lovely girlfriend, Katie. So lovely, yes. yes. Awesome, awesome. And so just jump right into it. Give me a little background in your story. All and, right. Uh, give me a little background about yourself first. Where are you from? All right. So I am from Long Island, New York, right? A little town called Lindenhurst. Didn't play much high school baseball because COVID and everything. And then there was just a whole bunch of other stuff with varsity and all that stuff. So uh, once it came time to, you know, get recruited and stuff, I was at this tournament uh, in New Jersey. And we our starter, Division One, Fairley Dickinson. He's a year younger than me. And uh, he's shoving it for like five innings. And then, he come, and then we bring someone else in. He's not doing as well. So then who gets the pick? Me. I, I you know, he's like, hey, go get hot. I'm like, all right, I haven't pitched in about – Three weeks because of COVID and stuff. So, you know what? Let's just get into it. So I'm warming up, and all of a sudden, he's like, hey, you're in. I maybe got five throws of warm-up. And then uh, I get in. I'm warming up. I'm like, all right, it feels okay. It feels a little loose. And then I started, like, feeling a little tight just from not being in uh, for a couple weeks. And then that turned into fatigue. And then all of a sudden, first pitch, I felt like a crunch in my elbow, just like in the inside. So there's lateral and medial in the medial side of my elbow. And then I was like, oh, that didn't. I don't think I like that feeling very much. So the next pitch, ev- like everything just went down. Velo went down. It just started like tailing off to the right because it just wasn't coming out of my hand right. And then, uh, yeah, I was so dead set against it being a UCL tear. I was like, it's everything but. Like I was trying to convince myself it was something with my forearm muscles, something with my bicep. I don't know, something else besides that because I didn't want the surgery. Went to a couple of doctors and he just led me in the total just opposite direction of what it was. He's like, Hey, you know, it's probably your flexor tendons. You're probably fine. Just go throw through it. And then I go on and throw through it. And lo and behold, 
it just gets worse. And there was one game in the fall where I remember my parents were there, and I was like, hey, I can't do this right now. Like, you got to take me out. So they put someone else in in, like, the second inning. And then, uh, yeah, like a winter full of rehab, uh, different doctors, like five, six times a week, just trying to scramble and just before the varsity season so I could actually have a good head on my shoulders and a good arm on my body, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, it was working, and I felt no pain. They did just a lot of rotator cuff stuff just to, I mean, I'll get into it later. When you throw, the force goes all the way up from your legs through your shoulder and your elbow. So if you have a strong shoulder, it probably mitigates the risk of you having an elbow injury. So did all that stuff. I got into my first game. like I was opening day starter. I was a senior, and I guess the seniors got tabbed as the guys who got first dibs. So I get in. I just felt pain. I was throwing slow. Everything was coming out slow. We won the game, but it, once it was all, once the game was over, I was like, Shh, "That's not good." What yeah. was it feeling like? Like were uh, just like the weird. Like, did it feel like almost like something like wasn't just. If, I, look at it like an arm on like a car if it's not oiled up or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, you yeah. Know what I mean, it like, felt like so when I go to extend it, I would get something like it would just feel tight. I couldn't get all the way out, and then when I was throwing, it just felt like something stabbing me like a a hammer just repeatedly bang bang on my elbow and then it would zing down to my ring and pinky finger because when you hurt your ucl your nerve gets damaged so it just kept burning in these two fingers in the palm of my hand every time i throw did you ever lose feeling in it um i don't think so i think the most it ever got was just tingling and burning and then there was one night after like one practice where I hopped in the car because I couldn't drive yet. So my mom came and picked me up and I started crying because I knew like I knew something had to happen. I had to quit or I had to get surgery and I didn't want either of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I wasn't telling my parents anything because, you know, I'm an idiot. So I just wanted them to be proud of me and so I could play out my full senior year with no pain. Or at least they thought it was with no pain. So I guess in the long run, it didn't work out as good. But what was that surgery like when you realized what, like what doctor you said you went to saw multiple doctors. At what point did you see the doctor and you're like, all right, I got to go through with this surgery. Um, so I went, so I went to be my physical therapist, uh, and he's like one of the best in the region and he's buddy, buddy with the Yankees, like team surgeon who's done a bazillion surgeries. So I was throwing in his big facility. He has like a turf field. And I was throwing, and I was like, hey, I, I still feel some pain. He's like, all right. And he did a couple of tests, and he called my mom. Like, he took my phone off to the side. He called my mom, and I asked her after. I was like, what was that about? And she's like, oh, uh, you're probably going to have to have surgery. So he sent me in for a pre-op or just like a just a regular appointment just to see what was going on with the Yankees doctor, whose name is Dr. Ahmad. And he goes, he's like, uh, so he puts my arm in a 90-degree angle, and he starts palpating it back and forth with um, – Oh, what's it called? A son, uh, not a sonogram. I think I think I know what you're talking the, about. The thing where they rub it around with the jelly. Oh yeah, yeah. An ultrasound. Ultrasound. That's yeah, it. There, there it is. Go. Yeah, I had Thanks, it. Katie. I had it. And uh, they ultrasound my arm, and he was palpating. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's torn. Like you could see a very clear, distinct. It was like coming apart when he was moving it back and forth." And he's like, "Yeah, you need surgery." So he gave me a couple options. One was rehab for like the fifth time. The other one was a surgery that was less invasive where it would just take a piece of something like a strong cloth and sew up the the tear in the UCL. And the other one was just surgery, like take a piece of your body, which is 
a tendon graft. So they would strip it, they would strip a muscle, take a tendon and wrap it around. And that was the third option, which is like, you know, foolproof. You're not going to have any problems after this if you get proper treatment. I went home because I was in the city and I'm on Long Island, so it's about an hour, hour and 10 away. And I went home and I talked it over with my parents and I was like, I think I want to try the second one, which was a less invasive surgery. So then I got to the doctor, he gets me in, he puts me under, and I apparently I had an allergic reaction, so I was almost dead. To the anesthesia? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was rashes all over my body and I was like, oh, okay. So I wake up, I think it's two hours later. It was supposed to be a 45 minute surgery. I was up two and a half hours later because that was the first appointment of the day. Um... I think it was like 7 a.m. I woke up at like 10. I remember I was facing like the lobby, not the lobby, but the bigger room. And I was in a bed and I look at the clock to my like 11 o'clock. And I was like, oh man, it's 1030. I would, I got here at like, I got down at seven o'clock. They put me down. Uh, and then I got up and then I realized I did the full surgery because the first thing I felt was this little scar on my wrist where they pulled the tendon graft out of. He told me everything. He's like, hey, you're going to have a 12 to 14 month recovery on this one. So it was a little... I mean, apart from just getting surgery, it was, it was another dagger to the chest yeah. of like, hey, you're not going to be able to play this year or maybe even next year. What was the doctor's reasoning was that he couldn't do the second one with the cloth? Was it because of because of the allergic reaction or did you um, explain that or no? Well, that, so the cloth, I don't know what it's called. I think it's like silicon or something. It's called uh, internal brace. So it's okay. that's, I think it's the one Trent Wiley got, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But he uh, he said that he couldn't do that one because... Um, the tear was too great. Like there was no integrity left to the ligament. Okay. Like there was nothing that he could even build off. He just had to start fresh pretty much, which sucked. But at the end of the day, I haven't felt pain yet. Knock on wood. So that's good that you're not feeling any pain and that yeah. you're back and you're pitching and yeah, you're enjoying it again. So bring me to we're after surgery. How'd that rehab process go? 12 to what you said 12 to 14 months you were going to be out yeah so um, and that recruiting process obviously that you, you got that surgery your senior year of high school correct yeah or, so i got the surgery freshman year freshman year of college so so how the recruiting process work through that then before that like, i uh fortunately i knew someone who was the ga here uh brian brian larusso and he he helped steer me in the right direction so i you know i already had a spot here so i guess figuring i was thrown with pain and i wasn't at my best i might as well just come here and ride it out, see what happens. But uh, the recruiting process was definitely tough. I had a couple of other like opportunities, but they weren't as good for me as here. So, but fast forward to recovery. I got, I got the, actually it was funny cause I got to school and my parents were like just five minutes away from moving me in. Like they just left and they fought, they left five minutes ago and they get a call. Hey, we could do the surgery in two weeks. So they had to come pick me up two weeks later on August 25th. 26, 2021, I got surgery the next day. And then I stayed home for two weeks to rehab with my doctor. And I, you know, the rest of it, I was here. Uh, I think, I think I got back September 11th or something. And I got back and I was doing my own rehab for like a month and a half. And I just remember like waking up every day. I couldn't move my arm past like one, 120 degrees. Mm -hmm. And I just had to keep pounding out. I was, you know, I was back and forth with him. It was a really confusing time. Like, just freshman in college, you just got surgery. You can't play a sport that you're even here for. Um, away from your parents, away from everything. So it was a little, it was a little depressing. I was definitely a little. It's definitely a tough start to college. I can't yeah. imagine 
you just you're you're freshman in college getting thrown into it just yeah, yeah. full of, they just threw you in the deep end man oh just, yeah when it rains it pours yeah. it sucks so how did that affect you academically oh, starting man. off your freshman year you i surgery? i think i had like a three three two three which isn't horrible but i think i used the i got surgery please help me out i use that card a little bit so that helps a lot um but after the first semester uh I was, you know, come back from winter break, uh, I was rehabbing and I started throwing. So that was exciting. But then it all just like, it all stopped because I got sick with some parasite and I had to go home. So I had to withdraw from all my classes, all that stuff. So that let spring 2022 was a wash for me because I just had to go home. Jeez, you had a worse freshman year than I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, wow. I, it, it was rough. I don't know if it was like horrible in the grand scheme of things, but for me, it was definitely rough because I was. It was just a lot of, do I do this? Do I do that? Everything I seemed to do was kind of wrong or, you know, came back to bite me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, like, how did it affect you mentally? Like, I I mean, I talked to Kate about it. I, the whole, my whole freshman year, you know, from the time I came in to the time your guys, or this school year, last school year finished up when I was at home, I felt like I was so, like, out of place. Like, I was an outcast or, you know, because I, when I went home sick, it was just... Quite literally, wake up 7 a.m., go to work from 8 to 3, go train and from 3.30 to 5.30. And then, like, all my friends were at school, so I had my best friend, fortunately, lives at home, and he goes to school at home, so we would just mess around. But I felt like a total loser. I, there's no structure. It's just everyone else is in school, and what are you doing? You're working at a deli. You know, you're making sandwiches for old people who are, you know, you're getting paid mm-hmm. 20 to, uh, $12 yeah. an hour, barely, in cash, so... Yeah, I understand. You miss your boys here, but yeah. you know the team. Being part of a team, uh, yeah. like me, I like being part of a team atmosphere. And yeah, when I'm not, it's it's not good. So yeah, yeah, gotcha. But it was definitely depressing to say. You know, oh, yeah. to put it in brass tacks. I don't know. I don't definitely wasn't depressed, but it was definitely like a big, like flattening of the ego and everything like that. Oh, yeah, I can understand. I can definitely relate to that one. Yeah, going through what I uh, went through, but yeah, it's definitely a tough tough freshman year but coming back into it obviously starting your sophomore year this year going into that fall you were still rehabbing a little bit right yeah so where so i get into school and um i've been i'm so after that i was dealing with tendonitis which is which was uh in my forearm so Mm -hmm. it felt like i still had a ucl tear but it wasn't that and i just had to keep telling myself it wasn't that so i had to keep rehabbing and i had to keep throwing but eventually I think towards the end of the fall, it stopped, and I actually got the opportunity to get on a mound and start, like, pitching again, you know, with intent, because the whole time it was just throw and make sure you have no pain. So it was exciting to get back up there and throw with intent, like, trying to do something. You mm-hmm. know, I'm trying to strike this guy out, or I'm trying to just get out of the inning instead of, oh, just get this over the plate and hope it doesn't hurt, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Ment- but, mentally, in, like, games and practices, as you started to get back, were you worried about... Oh doing yeah, doing it again or yeah, absolutely. I when they have us doing like ground balls and stuff, or they it's called PFPs when they just hit a ball back to you and you're the pitcher, so you field it and you throw it to whatever base they tell you. Third, first, most of the time it was third base. We do a little turn and throw, so that was my first introduction back into like fielding ground balls. And usually I come from like a low slot, just like stay athletic and stay smooth. But it was like, oh man, am I gonna tear this year again? Like I. Usually I would have an hour warm up to throw, 
just because I can, just because I can, I guess. So now I, I'm on the schedule of the team. So now I have to get back into it right away. No, you know, no messing around. And you got to do what everyone else does. And I, you know, I missed it, I guess. And I think I was coddled with the, you can take in, you can take as much as you want, sweetie. You can take as long as you want. Mm-hmm. But I think it was nice to just, I think I had to force myself to get back in or else I was never going to be able to. Or I had to have someone else force me to get back to where I can just throw without worrying about pain or else I would never have been able to. So Yeah, otherwise you'd be holding back. Oh, absolutely. Then that's how you hurt yourself even more. So. Yep, 100%. Support-wise, throughout the whole sport, how was coaches, team, how were trainers, doctors, parents? Yeah. How was all that support-wise? Did you feel like you had a lot of support? Or? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, at home, at home it was a little tougher just because, like I said, like you don't you don't have the coaches here. You just have I just had my parents and my physical therapist. My friends didn't know much about it because they're not athletes, and obviously they never had to go through this. And I don't wish this on anyone. And I'm not saying it to be like everyone should go through this or some sort of adversity. But you know, you have some people where they just don't know what it's like. So my parents are always great. My physical therapist is great. He actually inspired me to want to go get my doctorate after school is done. So I think I'm going to do that. And uh, but once I come back, came back here, we got a new pitching coach who was an ex-pro. He's been great. Um, the guys have been great, you know, my teammates. Um, and obviously, my wonderful girlfriend, Katie, who has helped me through it. That's still ups and downs. Like, um, you know, first, first outing of the season, or first one back 21 months later, it was good. And then next, my next outing, it wasn't so great. My next outing was good. My outing after that was good. And then I just had an outing on Sunday, which was, you know, not so good. So it's just going to be a big winding road, just fighting to get back in the conference rotation. And, you know, I mean, I like it. Sometimes it gets a little degrading just knowing you've been through all this and now you're going to, you know, now you got to fight for it even more. Um, But I think in the end it'll be worth it. Like right now it feels like, oh, man, baseball again. Or like, you know, because I just – I'm still unsure of where I'm going to be in six months, but I'm sure by next year, once I get the opportunity to train in the summer and just focus on that, I think next fall it'll all fall into place. I mean, you speak on that, like the ups and downs, like obviously it's going to be a battle, a roller coaster. You've already faced the adversity of yeah. not pitching for, or not really playing a full game for 21 months. That's yeah. close to two years of not playing baseball. Like, can't imagine going through that of yeah. not playing a sport you love and having to watch the rest of your boys play. I mean, sport-wise, you're obviously there to cheer them on and stuff. But oh yeah, for you getting back to that first that first outing, you pitched great, I believe, right? Yeah, it was all right. It was two wins on the day, so that's it. There you go. How did that make you feel? What were your emotions after that first game? Oh man, so I think I pitched. So I was I pitched two innings and then I went out there for the third inning. And naturally, I started getting a little bit fatigued because it's just been such a long time. And I get, I think I had two men on base, or the base is loaded or something, and I walked some guy. And uh, coach comes, takes me out, and I come off the field, and I didn't think I was going to cry, but then someone gave me a hug, and it just all came out. And it was like five minutes of just waterworks. I was like, man, I, I, you know, I didn't wake up today thinking I was going to have to do this. But uh, I think I got off the field, and the game ended, and then I went out with my parents and my dad. I don't know. It still gets me because he's like, hey, you did it. You came all the way back. And my dad's tough Navy guy. He lost his mom uh, and he never really had much family. So he's always been tough on me, which I appreciated. So to hear him say that 
oh my god it broke me down yeah i started crying again i was like man what the i i thought i was gonna only have to do this once yeah so uh yeah that you know it was just a lot of emotions just That's... good bad you know what's next so and still a long way to go listen yeah you're definitely gonna get there i mean it's gonna take some time you know if it was easy it'd be done already if yeah it's... if it was what's the saying uh, if it was easy everyone would do it or something yeah. like that yep yeah exactly so listen i mean you you got put through the ringer obviously with with the surgery and the rehab and I mean, listen, you made it back, so that's that's step one. Now just keep building off of it, right? Yeah, point, uh, what's the saying? Point A, once you get to point B, point B turns into point A again. That's where I'm at. I feel like I'm at point A again, and, you know, after everything I had to go through or if I put myself through, it's just now it's a little frustrating because I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. I'm waiting for my body to, like, sync up again and my arm to be, you know, I'm just waiting because it's going to be one day where I feel like everything's going to click. So until then, it's going to be a little frustrating. But for right now, point A. I'm happy at point A because that means I overcame. Awesome. Well, do you got any last things you want to share with anybody listening? Any quotes, any motivational things you want to share for anybody listening out there? Oh, man. Well, I mean, for me during the whole process, it was there were some days where I was like, I really don't want to do this. And it's generic and it's cliche, I know, but just get up every day and do it because there were some days I didn't and now sometimes I feel like it's coming to bite me back just do it just because there's gonna be you know you have there's some influencer out there who's a little controversial but he said you have no reason to be sad until there's a reason to be sad like one day there is going to be someone in your family who dies or someone you love who dies until then just do it just do what you gotta do there's no reason to sit and be sorry for yourself until then so that's my advice. I won't say who the influencer is, but it's good advice. Love it, man. I love it. I appreciate you sharing that. Appreciate you sharing your story. Tyler, thank you for being on. And uh, yeah, again, my name's James Fay, and this is another episode of Sideline. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm your host, James Fay, and this is Sideline. I'd just like to leave you with one thing. When life's dragging you down, be a grasshopper, and hop forward. If you have any questions or advice you'd like to be answered on the show, email us at sidelineathletespodcast at gmail.com or follow and DM us on Instagram at sideline underscore podcast. See you next week.